It's the 18th of March 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. I'm Lydia Lakonyero. In our first story, the ruling National Resistance Movement is organizing an induction for new legislators at the National Leadership Institute in Changkwanzi. The government chief whip Ruth Nankabidwa revealed this in a press conference at Parliament. She says the new members have to appreciate how the party handles issues in Parliament. Uh, right now, we are uh, organizing a retreat in Changkwanzi. As usual again, because normally when the new members of Parliament come in, the ENRM welcomes them and then we take them through how things are done. So by the time they come from the retreat, it is an induction carried out by the NRM government, by the NRM party. So we are organizing that. Nankabirwa confirms that the party's Central Executive Committee will determine candidates for the speakership of the 11th Parliament after vetting. But for NRM, as people express their interest, they know that they will be subjected to appearance from appearance to the Central Executive Committee in a meeting. That is part of our rules as NRM. So in the Central Executive Committee, it is to go through the names, where possible, harmonize, because we don't want people to come out of this exercise when they are bruised. Meanwhile, the election research organization Afrobarometer has appealed to political players to devise means of improving the electoral process in order to minimize malpractice and electoral violence. According to their research about the electoral process conducted between the 22nd of December 2020 to the 7th of January 2021, 67% of the sample populations of 2,400 respondents believe that the elections were not free and fair due to selective application of the COVID-19 guidelines, intimidation by supporters of rival candidates, among others. The national coordinator of the Afrobarometer, Francis Chibirige, says although most people believe that the election can deliver credible leaders, the Electoral Commission has no capacity to conduct a free and fair election. We should find ways to, to deal with this question of um, violence during elections or electoral violence. So we should engage as a country in the forums that are permissible and available to us, such as dialogue process and all meetings, stakeholder, multi-stakeholder meetings, such as, well, happening with political parties that have representation in the parliament, or through our own parliament by engaging with our representatives to say, this has to change. Because if we don't tackle this, these rising levels of violence, we were, in 2018, we were number two on the entire African continent. In being fearful, that's just too much. So as a country, we need to reflect and take steps back and say, how do we solve this? How do we address it? Insecurity. The chief political commissar of Uganda police, Asan Kasinje, has warned police officers against misusing firearms. Kasinje, while commissioning a new police post built by Stabex International at Lubiji in Nansana, said officers should not use their guns to intimidate the public because of selfish interests. He adds that officers should respect human rights as they execute their duties. 
and members of the public who, who work with the, those police officers who do that, they must also stop because we shall go and arrest them. People must be arrested because there is a reason, there is a ground for committing crime. Then I also warned them about human rights, making sure that the rights of people are protected and respected, especially the women and the children. We are seeing so many videos of uh, parents beating up children, not only beating them up, but almost using very, very, very uncouth and rudimentary methods against children. There is a children's act. All of us are supposed to be protecting children. Kasinje also warned officers against corruption. Have zero tolerance on corruption. We are going to have zero tolerance. But I also want the, want the public who think that they can always we go out of this situation by always offering money. The own corruption in Uganda says that the receiver and the giver, both of them are corrupt. So there is no reason going to IGG and say the police is corrupt and you all give integrity survey in your integrity survey report when you are the ones also who are doing what? Who are giving. I think we should also find a section for the Wanainji who are giving and then they say the public also is number two. <laughs> yeah, because that's what the law says. Moving on, the Sinjiro Education Office is worried that many students have shunned school and resorted to doing business after COVID-19 hit the country. According to the District Education Officer Godfrey Nkuba, some students have resorted to doing petty businesses like stone quarrying and the sale of matoke. Nkuba says that although the government is opening schools in a phased manner, some learners have not returned to class. The district has formulated a communication strategy to mobilize learners back to school. When we have community engagement meetings, we have emphasized the, the, the importance of, of completion of school studies and we are emphasizing that parents at their level need to ensure that their children go back to school and not participate in child labor activities and even to, to, to avoid engagement in business at that age, which would tend to frustrate them from concentrating on academic. And parents have shown positive attitude because in Essential, people are well focused, they look at the importance of education and the majority of them tend to comply and others have already complied especially for those classes which have already opened. Nkuba made the remarks while receiving a donation from the United Nations Children's Fund which included hand washing facilities and sanitizers to over 90 government aided schools in the district. The UNICEF spokesperson in Uganda, Catherine Tabadde, said the donation is intended at improving the sanitation of learners to minimize the spread of COVID-19. We've been able to provide bleach, which many people probably would refer to as jig. We've been able to provide gumboots. We've provided uh, heavy duty gloves. We've provided uh, sprayer bottles. Like if someone comes into the school at the gate, the sprayer bottle helps to help uh, disinfect the person coming in. We've also provided sanitizers and emergency sanitary pads. While these may not be enough, at least we are happy to see that they kind of allowed the schools to reopen. Of course, the government has also made a contribution to these schools, as the head teacher has mentioned, and uh, we are hoping that with these supplies and also the continued adherence to the SOPs as uh, stipulated by the Ministry of health we can keep our school children safe in schools in a tragic story one police officer has been killed and another one admitted in critical condition after a man driving a toyota harrier van rammed into two traffic police officers who were manning a roadblock in the wee hours yesterday at kampiringisa along the kampala massacre road police constable alex kakosi a 31-year-old traffic officer attached to Kamengo police station died on spot while police constable Elias Hasahia attached to FFU Kamengo was taken to Mpiji Health Center 4 where he is receiving treatment. 
The motor vehicle was being driven by Charles Tuhimbise, a resident of Machindie, and was heading to Masaka when he lost control of the vehicle. It is alleged that he was driving at a high speed and on reaching the checkpoint, he lost control, overturned and knocked the two police officers on duty who were on the opposite side. The police spokesperson in Katonga region, Lydia Tushabe, says investigations are still ongoing. He lost control, overturned and knocked two of our police officers. One died on spot. Uh, the body of the disease has been conveyed to Mulago uh, for postmortem. Uh, the vehicle has been towed to Kamengo police station and the suspect is in our custody. Uh, our inquiries still ongoing. In West Nile, the Deputy Chief Administrative Officer of Arua, Sandra Ewachabo, has expressed worry over failure by government to pay allowances of frontline health workers during the period of COVID-19 pandemic. Ewachabo expressed her concern during the launch of the vaccination campaign against the pandemic at Vura Health Center 3. As we commence with this program, we don't have enough cards. We have a challenge of, uh, of fuel and other logistics. Uh, we are not going to have challenge of paying the people who are going to do the immunization. Because I know we trained 30 people for this purpose and, uh, and four supervisors. So it's my prayer that if there is anything meant for these people, it should be given. Uh, because we had a problem with the people who managed COVID for us, that up to now, people's uh, allowances are still not paid. People feel they did all they did, but the government has not been there to appreciate. Our staff there were not paid satisfactorily. And yet some of them are the ones trained for also this injection. Because some of them are real frontline workers. The LC5 chairperson-elect of Arua District, Alfred Okwonzi, stressed that the immunization service is beyond oneself. Being the LC5 chairman, it counts for me to always be present, to be behind health workers, to see what they are going through. I'm extremely happy when I see you people coming to provide service to the first-line health workers who are interfacing with our voters, with our people. This is a service above self, and I think I have full trust in health workers, whatever they, you are doing to them today, they will be there to respond to the needs of the population. We have been saying that we want to set Vora as a model district and set the most conducive environment for all government programs to succeed. Meanwhile, the Arua District Resident Commissioner, Fetas Aikobia, assured the health workers that the government is ready to pay affected health workers if the list is worked upon. The vaccination exercise was also rolled out at Koboko General Hospital with the district authorities taking the lead. Simon Bimbona, the chief administrative officer of Koboko district, led the team. I've just taken my first jab and uh, there's just slight pain of an injection. Otherwise, it's not so painful and uh, I would encourage all other people to come and uh, take the jabs. Now that we are beginning with the health workers, and then we shall move on to the teachers and security officials. We want to encourage everyone to come. The vaccine is safe and uh, it is there for uh, keeping us more safe as Ugandan. The acting district health officer of Koboko, Dr. Dennis Oloya, 
say the vaccine exercise is the best remedy against COVID-19. Uh, the vaccine that we have received is, is an Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine. It is one of the vaccines which is available out of the very many. The reason why they were able to go in for this one in particular is uh, more to do with uh, how we keep our vaccine. Yeah, mainly is because of the logistic around the condition pre-required for a vaccine to remain valid for long. The temperature regulation. We are not going to go testing, then we vaccinate. No, we are going to vaccinate all the categories of persons that will be listed as it is in program. Yeah, but uh, if anyone maybe go and they do their tests and they test positive, we will definitely uh, have that person first wait for that duration of time and then we give what uh, the vaccine. And the recommended period is six months after the initial confirmed test result. We presume that by that time you have uh, fully recovered and uh, we can then give you the vaccine. Some of the people who received the jabs included politicians. In eastern Uganda, over 1,189 certificates of customary land ownership have so far been issued for the vulnerable households in the four districts of Teso and Lao sub-regions since the Responsible Land Policy Project started in 2016. The project worth 52 billion shillings is funded by the German International Corporation, GIZ. The project started in Soroti and Katakui districts in 2016 and so far 7,001 pieces of land have been mapped out while 1,089 vulnerable households, including widows and orphans, have so far received their certificates. Dokolo district has 572 pieces of land mapped, of which over 100 certificates have so far been issued since the project kicked off in Lao mid last year. The project is rolling to Amolota district this year. The issuance of customary certificates was launched by President Yoel Museveni in Soroti in June 2019, but it was disrupted by COVID-19 last year before resuming this year. Samuel Eriaku, the GIZ technical advisor, said more people are still undergoing the process of getting the certificate and land inventory protocols. The project, first of all, targets to support rural farmers. And it is not about supporting maybe households that are very and close to town. So it is purely supporting those that are in rural areas. And like for Soroto, so there was consideration for both two ethnic groups to be captured. That is both Iteso and Kumam. Not only to take it to sub-counties where there are only Iteso-speaking people. The project targets to support 5,000 households to map their land. It is for Teso sub-region. And it is not cast in stone that after the 5,000 households, so then we hold the implementation now. It goes to support more than 5,000 households, then it is a benefit for our people. Despite resistance in some areas, several leaders and locals who have known the advantage of mapping and documenting land in Teso and Lao regions are requesting for the extension of the project to cover all the sub-counties. In western Uganda, Shema Central Police is holding a 35-year-old man on allegations of defiling his two daughters. Jackson Ninsima from Migamba village in Chaka sub-county in Chegegwa district was arrested on Tuesday morning after his two wives reported him to the police as he threatened to kill them. According to his wives, who are sisters hailing from Chigarama sub-county, they separated with their husband after they found him forcing his own daughters into sexual acts. In his defense, Ninsima said he enrolled his daughters on family planning because they had started going out with boys. ASP Mary Mukago the community liaison officer of Shema District said Nisima will be charged with domestic violence, attempted defilement, and threatening violence. With this story, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. 
I am Lydia Lacornero. Good morning. Thank you.